Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for the final round of the year is uh, Mitch and JD. How are you guys going? I'm right, man. Yourself? Yeah, good. JD? Yeah, not so bad. In recovery mode. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a big weekend. We um got down here. We're obviously recording in the Gold Coast again, so back in the Gold Coast studio. Um, Yeah, the drive down to Newcastle, that was a good little drive for us. Yeah, I well, enjoyed it. Wasn't a bad drive. About seven hours. JD took half the drive from me, so that's always good. Yeah. That's good. Working in shifts. Yeah. JD, it was your first time down at Newcastle. How do you find the whole the place and the event? And... Um, I, I enjoyed the event. Uh, I think the, the weather couldn't have been much better other than the wind and dust storm when we rolled up into Newcastle on Thursday and Friday was not much better. Uh, but the rest of the weekend, I, I really enjoyed. I think the track's awesome and it's really accessible uh, mm-hmm. with all the bridges you can get in the infield and uh, and whatnot really easily. Um, well, they'd open the track up a lot more this year than what they did last year. Yeah, heaps, heaps more than last year. Is um, that whole inside area inside the like in the middle of the track? You could only get halfway up Watt Street last mm. year. Well, this year they had all the shops and stuff open up the top, which was good. Yeah, heaps better for local businesses and keep them a bit happier because there was a lot of complaints last year. There was a fair bit of backlash. I did read a lot about that last year with local businesses saying they had to shut their businesses down because supercars weren't going to let them trade on the in, basically anywhere within their track compliance. And um, and that was a lot better this year. I'd say there's a lot more happy Newcastle people. Uh, they're happy for the race to come back. It made the event feel a lot bigger inside the track because... You're walking down the streets, there's no cars. It was just like, oh, look, this nice big pavement for all of us to walk in and everyone spread out. Yeah, it was really good. Um, like you say, much felt like a much bigger event. And every little pub and cafe that we walked past did have quite a few people in them. So that's yeah. worked out well for them. Oh, that was good. wonder if they did sell heavies. It looks like they yes, did, but yeah. it very much looked like you could not leave that premises with that alcohol. Yeah, which uh, I guess is their normal licenses would be. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You can't roam the streets drinking a pint of beer. Yeah, no, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's um, we'll jump into the news. So today, actually, it's just come out that Hartley has confirmed that he will not be at Toro Rosso next year. Yeah, it looks like Toro Rosso have finally come out with the the news that he's going to be stepping down, and um, they're dropping him as their one of their drivers. It's actually Nissan's Formula E driver that's taking his spot. Yeah, so uh, is it Arbon? Yeah, Arbon? Alexander Arbon. A- Albon, yeah. Arbon, yeah. He's a British slash Thai driver. So he's actually from Thailand originally, and then I think he moved over to Britain. He's been racing from, open wheel over there. Yeah. He signed on for Formula uh, Nissan Formula E for this season and actually was um, a bit of a sticking point with it that he had issues trying to leave that contract. Um, yeah. But I do believe he would have had a Formula One clause in there. Yeah, like you were saying earlier today, I'd say it's pretty much all of these drivers have uh, a clause in their contract. I think it's it's like some of the smaller, even Formula One teams, might you might sign a deal with Sauber or, or, Toro, or not normally Toro Rosso because they've got the Red Bull affiliation, but... You know, one of the lower teams, and if you get an offer from Mercedes, you can walk straight away. Yeah, it's yeah, a clause in your like, contract. Let me go. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I don't know what Brendan's going to do next year. Go yeah. back to some sport car racing. Go back to enduro racing. He was pretty successful there too. Yep. Well, he was a factory Porsche driver, so they don't have the... Uh, yeah, no, they don't. They still run um, their GTs in the, in the enduro, so he's still opportunities there, I guess, if he really had to. 
Pirelli signed on to be the tyre supplier for Formula One until the end of 2023. Did you guys see the new 18-inch rims? Yeah, we did. It looks kind of strange. I think it's one of those sort of things. A lot of people will be like, oh my God, that's that's ugly or whatever, you know. But we'll forget about it quickly. Supercars, we've had the smaller rims before. and Yeah. I, I didn't even think the upgrade looked that bad because you fill it with that much brake, it looked good. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think they'll look okay once uh, once we get used to it, like Mitch was saying. I think the biggest issue with the new tyres for next year is the fact that we're not going to have tyre warmers. Yeah, that's going to be a massive, massive issue because you look at all these undercuts that we get done in races that actually give us a fair bit of strategy in, in races. Um, it, well, it's not going to necessarily take strategy away, but you're going to have sometimes it might take a lap and a half, two laps to get the tyres to operating temperatures where they're actually going to be quick. Mm. So it, it, people are... Super the start of the year, tire blankets? No, no, no mm. warming in any of the um, Australian series. Um, so it will be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, Especially like first laps and stuff like that. You know, some of the ballsy moves you see on the first laps, how are they going to work out now? Mm. on cold tires well, you're going to see who can yeah handle cold tires quite well yeah and whose cars can like you know switch on the tires as much as we know some commentators don't like to talk about switching on tires <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't have a switch there's yeah. no switch on these tires <laughs> but it, it is really true it's it's something that um you know different aspects of different cars maybe more mechanical grip give them a, a better ability to switch a tire on fast, so it will really become a big part in the championship next year. Mm. A car that could switch on a tire quickly could be one that cooks them quickly as well. Yeah, yeah, like a Nissan. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we did witness Frosty's last drive in the Falcon. He's confirmed now that he will be Team Eighteen. Yeah, very much so. That was um. Everyone's opinion. I mean, we all knew it was roughly coming. Yeah, we knew it was coming, and it's been announced for a little bit now. Uh, well, not really announced, but yeah, like you say, we knew it was coming. It's it's sad to see him go, but when you think about it, with especially with the way Tickford have been performing, I think something big needs to change around there. And mm-hmm. I don't think for Frosty it was going to change. Like, you know, the changes he probably wanted to see weren't going to happen. And at the same time, I think maybe they kind of wanted him to go as well. Yeah. Well, also big changes. Apparently, Stanaway says big changes are needed at Tickford for him to stay. <laughs> yeah. It were like big changes from him or for him. <laughs> well, it would be interesting to see because it, it it is a bit of a contentious issue. You know, if you, maybe he has been made to look bad just because of his engineering and the team and uh, no support for a new driver coming to the field has made him look worse. His attitude has obviously hurt him in the Australian media and uh, obviously spectators have not really warmed to him. But if he hasn't had the support there, maybe that frustration's just been boiling over and making him look well, bad. We're saying he doesn't have the team personnel around him at the moment to be where he needs to be. Yeah, he's not got the support. He, He's probably, see, where he's come from, he's in a development series overseas where they're very much about building the driver, very mm. much about supporting the driver, driver ed, i.e. And lots of data engineers going over your data and, and saying where you can improve and whatnot. And that, that helps them improve. Now, he's been chucked in the deep end here, and I think he's probably not had the support that he, he really needed. Yeah, he's just not got the time behind him to be able to figure these things out for himself between him and his engineer. And like you say, he comes from a development series where he's given all that information quite a lot. Yep. And without being given that information, he may not know what he needs to do to get the car going again. Mm. And just copy said, Chaz's setup. It, yeah, copy Chaz's, yeah. 
But that too, he hasn't really moved the car up the grid except in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, that was his standout race of the year. That really, really was. It was the one race where I went, oh, okay, he can actually mix it. I think, what did he get, uh, eighth or ninth in the top 10? Yeah, I think he, he was got... in the top 10. Yeah, yeah which was um, pretty impressive for his first year as oh. well. But most of the other drivers, apart from Todd, who's had substandard equipment all year, um, have managed to get quite close to the top 10 a few times. Mm. So it just it was one standout, but he never really managed to back it up at Newcastle, so it's, it's hard to say. So jumping in the Super 2s. Um, they had their final round. I think this is the round seven for them. Yeah, this year. so it was a round longer. I think this it year was it's normally six round they series. They did seven rounds last year, but one wasn't for points. Championship. Yep. Interesting weekend. We obviously ended up with the Sunday race being red flagged midway through the race, and they weren't able to continue on with that mm-hmm. uh, after a massive crash. That was from- huge. Yeah, literally right in front of our seats. Um, we had a pretty spectacular view for uh, that poor. Falcon getting written off. Um, that was a Commodore. Was it? It was a VF. Oh, yeah, it, used it was, to be sorry. Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport It car. was, yes. Yep, you're right. Um, so, yeah, Christian Limbaum. the Adelaide 500 in the rain-affected race by Nick Perkett. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that, that uh, race car's looking pretty second-hand. And luckily, uh, Christian Limbaum was able to uh, to walk get away out. from that. Yeah, because it, it was a pretty big crash. It took a little bit to fire. get out. Yeah, there was a but minor was, fire. Yep. Yeah, he took a little bit to get out, but mainly because the driver side door was crushed up against the um, concrete barrier. Very yep. much in the tyre barrier. Yeah. Very he went deep, deep into deep. it. <laughs> How good was the Fox, uh, Foxtel cameraman getting yeah. that shot? Some commitment there. I was a bit worried about him, to be honest. I was probably more worried about him than I was the driver because... Um, driver strapped in, he can't yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and the cars are built so well these days. And then... That cameraman, the tyres kind of jumped up and hit his camera and uh, pushed the wall back a little bit. I was a bit worried that he, maybe he might have copped some injuries from that. But it looks like he was all Straight okay. and he just into it. Straight as soon as, they were, yeah. as soon as the emergency crews came out on the track, he was like, boom, start filming these guys. So we did make it onto telly a little bit during that bit. Yeah, we did actually. That, you guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone managed to... The only time someone left the grandstand to go, or well, not the only time to get drinks, but the <laughs> only time that some, we, something happened, uh, Mitch actually, unfortunately ducked off to the bar to grab some drinks because we're like, this race is settling down. It's sort of, we watched the start of it. Yeah, it seemed like it was in a very calm position. And I could go take a quick break, grab a couple of drinks, and I come back to about 30-odd people lying in the front of our grandstand that weren't. <laughs> Supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a bit of a security uh, issue. Security breach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, every, all the, even the uh, officials got a little bit excited when the the crash happened, and they stopped uh, stopped watching the little stairway up into our grandstand. So all of a sudden, we had all these other people uh, in there, whatever which, seats. Yeah, which was not great, but anyway, it got sorted out eventually, which is good. But overall, Chris Pither took out. The championship? Yeah. You no, missed out on a victory because the flat race was um, red flagged. It was a pretty strong weekend from him in general mm. too. He he really, um, he really like obviously Both he come into, this, come into this weekend with uh, leading the championship, mm-hmm. but he he was pretty dominant. He didn't get the race win on the Saturday, I think I'm second. Yeah. Uh, and then the Sunday race, he looked pretty well in commanding position when the race was red flagged oh, and not he continued. going to win that race if that yeah. continued on. Yeah, 100% got to win that race. No competition really at that point. So, yeah, no, a really good weekend for him. Um, and congratulations to him. He's yeah. his first title in since 
what was it seven years I think, I think so. of racing since he had his last title in Utes. Um, so it's it's been a pretty big uh, stint of not not winning a, an Australian championship see, or New Zealand championship. It was good to see Paul Dumbrell go down and congratulate him straight away. I think he was one of the first drivers to come down, especially because Paul Dumbrell was, was crook. Yeah, he had been throwing up all morning and um, was not well at all. So they he was struggling. Really want him to drive? Yeah, he's just like, nah, nah, I'll go out. Yeah, well, it's probably his last turn round, right? So they yeah. keep saying that, but he hasn't announced anything. But you'd think, but yeah. yeah. Most of the Super 2 for him was keeping his eye in for his um, co-drive game. Mm. It's, yeah, probably going to be non, non-event now. Um, well, it was also interesting to see um, Gary Jacobson actually come down, and he was very sportsmanlike, and he, he was almost as, as excited as uh, as Pitha was yeah. for the win, and he was congratulating him, and it was really nice to see. I think Gary, I mean, Gary was in the hunt for it, for the championship, and I think by... Uh, the results on Saturday when he needed to really win on Sunday, Saturday to keep his championship hopes alive. So he probably would have come to con- like by Sunday he's been a realization that he's like yeah. something major has to happen. Well, but he was really supportive and you know good on him. It, it kind of uh, it kind of happened that way. Chris was the only one I think out of the championship hunt for this weekend that actually come there and did the best job. Like Rulo obviously wasn't quite in the hunt, but Rulo he was, was technically in the hunt, but he messed up in qualifying. He, he ran into he, the back of Jacobson. He yeah. hit quite a few people over the weekend. Yeah, so there was all of them his fault in his defence. But yeah, there was a lot of mistakes from the other drivers that were up at the top of the championship. Gary Jacobson didn't qualify well enough; he mm. needed to qualify better. No. The Rulo incident in qualifying probably didn't help with um, that lost him a lap. Um, what so. About when- Rulo got out of the car after that incident and no one wanted to speak to him. Yeah, that was that was very interesting to watch the body language of the team when he moved into the pits. He walked over to the, all the engineers that were all standing together and they all turned their backs and then walked away. Um, yeah, it looked like he'd, uh, he obviously... Maybe, maybe there'd been some team talk about how Gary was the, the more likely one to win the championship when we need to look after him this weekend. And it, it, you know, Rulo obviously got a little desperate. Quite a big hit it was. It, it was, was a big... It wasn't small. Yeah. I can understand the work that he's just dropped on their plate as well through that. Um, one driver that actually did good. He had his season best qualifying result was Bryce Forward. Yeah, he had um, a lot better weekend. So we were talking to the team and they said they'd finally started working that car towards a window where it, it was um, starting to respond. Uh, but the problem now is that the year is over. It's, it's too late. Yeah. Um, Real shame that it couldn't. The form couldn't have come earlier in the year, but these things happen, and they push the on for next had year. Good pace on the Saturday, but in qualifying, just couldn't get a run in. Um, and then on the Sunday, I think he qualified ninth. And even then, he said he didn't get a good run, and it wasn't as quick as Saturday. Yeah. So, <clears throat> unfortunate. I think a good a good thing about the Newcastle track too is very much a driver track. If yeah. your car's not perfect, you can drag it up the grid if you're good enough. That's super twos. We're done. Yeah. yeah yep. Did we just talk about Saturday's race? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Scotty still won it. <laughs> I'm sure you're not a big fan of that one either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jumping on to supercars. That's the main thing that we went down there for. Big, big weekend. Obviously, championship was up right on the line. 14 points in it coming into Newcastle round. Uh, Scotty McLaughlin just leading Shane Van Gisbergen. And then... Really, it was coming down to a fist fight on the streets of um, Newcastle, wasn't it? It was uh, going to be a proper oh, very weekend. Much so. It was 
like walking in there Saturday, you could almost feel the tension in the air before the race started. It was crazy. Like yeah. everyone was excited for it. Qualifying it was, was good. It was an extremely exciting weekend uh, for that. Uh, Michael wants to cover off the one high point of his weekend. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Red Bull got a front row lockout on Saturday. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Early yeah. victory. No, that was um, I I didn't expect it. I pretty much said to you guys, Scott is obviously going to get pole because he's just been the on form guy all year. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did win the Armour All Qualifying Championship back at the Gold Coast, so he'd sort of sorted that one out. Um, it was interesting to see the two teammates doing a really good job for um, obviously supporting Shane and also obviously Fab supporting uh, Scotty Sorry. as well because Fab's has been not really on point this year and he managed to qualify fourth. Yeah, he qualified fourth and he was up there. It was good he, to see him. He was up there both days. It was it was really good to see that he whatever they've done for him, whatever he's done, he's really switched it on for his teammate and they're to support. And there was one point where that did work out on saturday yeah one of the big standouts for me this weekend was actually lee holdsworth's pace oh. he pulled from nowhere from oh, the year he's had he top practice one he top practice one in the first race he qualified fifth mm. um and in the second race i think he was like sixth or something like it was still in top 10 it was amazing effort from him i can't really say where he finished in the races but from the track, it did, he did look racy still. He didn't look yeah. like he was losing positions. No, he had a bit of a bad luck on the Saturday during the race. Um, I think the safety car, where he pitted again, and I think he thought more people were going to pit. I don't know, but he got held back. In the... Well, the, everyone went uh, very, basically going into the race now. Uh, the, the strategy was very line ball on whether they could make it to the end. Lee went safe, and his team, team went safe, and they... Uh, Decided to come in for an extra pit stop and they just give it a quick splash and dash, uh, which cost him in the end of the day because the the rest of the boys managed to make it to the end from just make it to the end. Yeah, we should, some of them. should, <laughs> should, yeah, should just that should, was uh, close. Definitely, definitely put that out there. Um, obviously, it was quite a tight race fuel wise because the majority of them were in uh, fuel conservation mode. Well, they all pitted when the safety car came out, which was when Fabs put it in on the wall at turn two. I think up it was the top Jamie that was in the wall. Jamie put oh, Fabs Jamie, in the wall. No, are we talking about Saturday? Sorry, Fabs Both. was in the wall. Oh, yeah, Saturday Fabs put Jamie. Jamie into the. Saturday was Jamie in the wall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, that Fabs didn't pull out the, the safety no, car. No, yeah, both days. Fabs got in the wall. So what oh, you're sorry. thinking is Fabs? Yeah. Jamie got put into the wall at turn 12, but yeah. I don't believe that pulled out a safety no. car because he no, managed to reverse yeah, it back. Yeah, sorry. The, um, part that, the part that pulled out the safety car was when Fabs yeah, was on yeah. old tyres up the top of, just turned off Watch Street on yeah, turn he, two. That's right, he did that to himself. Didn't he yeah. drove straight yeah. into the tyres. And then he had... <laughs> sorry, um, that's my bad. <laughs> then he had Perkat rip the side of his car off. Oh, yep. yeah, how do I forget that? That was huge. Yeah. That was massive. I opened it like a can. Yeah, so that, that, that was um, obviously the big changing point of the whole race. The problem was with that window opening, it was not really close enough to the end of the race for them to fuel up and get to the end. No, well, I think was, everyone come in. It was a couple laps short of what they needed to make it to the end. Red Bull ended up making a big strategic decision to sacrifice a few uh, positions on track and give Shane a few more leaders. So Shane did another roll-around lap, yep. come in, did a quick top-up. They maybe got a couple more leaders, two or three more leaders in it, um, but it was enough that it actually was going to make a big difference at the end of the race because 
we were all thinking in the grand we've been told they can, couldn't do more than I think it was 45 laps on a tank of fuel. Yeah. This was 52 laps from the end or something yeah. like that. It was a massive difference. We didn't think it was going to be possible. Um, I'm, I wouldn't want to be one of these engines being leaned out this far, but <laughs> no. they obviously had them on some pretty um, pretty dietary uh, lean maps. And should, we <laughs> talk a, should we talk about the pit stop? Because there's two things that really happened in that pit stop. One, the pit lane closed and he had to actually come to a stop. Yeah. So, through. so we lost a few more positions there. But we're talking about Shane, obviously. Shane, yeah, yep, yep, sorry. Yep. On his, second, on his, on his second, second stop at that at yeah, safety so cup period. Yeah, his third pit stop for the race. Yeah. Um, and then the other incident that happened on there was, I think Red Bull are starting to try and cut it very fine. They're trying to like make their pit stops as quick as they can, but they're making these small mistakes now that are they're chasing cost them. Like absolute perfection, like as you know just before the wheels hit everything's out yeah yeah and i agree it's we've now seen it two meetings in a row they're absolutely pushing the envelope with their um dropping of the car and and trying to get everything precise to the point they they obviously had that close call in new zealand with um the wheel you know semi-rotating yeah yeah um but now we've got this this pit stop uh where it really it was not uh how do you say it? It was an easy mistake to make. the the fuel The fuel guy basically the tires were all done. Uh, well, they didn't this, do tires. Well, this is yeah. So the, this the second one of that, that safety car period. So the the fuel guy was waiting uh, for I'd say for the fuel to actually come back out. I don't think he was waiting on a timer or anything like that. He sort of moved the um, the fuel. Uh, what do you call it? Coupling. Yeah. 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 In out a little bit, but then pushed it back in because it obviously hadn't finished and. The Jack guy was so on point. Soon as he seen his wrist moving to pull it out, the he first pulled it out time, the airline. He pulled the airline out. They dropped the car. The fuel was still engaged. It was pretty much a like half a second, if that. Yeah, yeah. not even that. Yeah. But it, it was, was the fact that the wheels were on the ground and the fuel the was still connected, yeah. and that's instant drive through. Yeah, it was. It, there was a lot of people over the weekend that were complaining about the penalty, but I, it didn't get picked up, and that's we didn't know about that until no, like, until we didn't after. find out about till nine o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. It was t- until yeah. after the race, there was obviously a protest put in. Um, I don't know who. Lodged yeah, it. well, I assume it would be a <laughs> certain team that was maybe fighting for a championship as well. I don't know, but it poss- <laughs> possibly may have not been. But you never know. You actually it never know. Picked up by the stewards themselves. Like, mm. but, but anyway, either, either way. way. Um, I was really surprised that Red Bull at the start. I'm not surprised that Red Bull did this, but I'm surprised that they could do this. Go, I'm not accepting that decision. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible. I'm yeah, like, that yeah was... right, lodge a protest, but I don't think you could go. I'm not accepting it. Yeah, the way the the news of that was written, Red Bull refused to accept it. You're like, I didn't think they could do that. I thought they could complain, but too bad for you, mate. It mm. is what it is. But um, what by nine o'clock in the morning we knew the result. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it was around then. It was we'll... on the way to the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we probably earlier. Got to the track. So that relegated him down to fifth. Yeah. So obviously we would finish the the sad day thinking um, Scotty oh, second, Shane first, and the championships very much alive. Two points in it. Yeah. Just the way it come down, I thought, oh, here we go. We got another Newcastle. You know. Oh, it was lining Final up again, another really exciting race because Saturday's race. You guys were like, oh, he's, you were sitting in the grandstand looking at the times going, they're coming down, they're coming down. And I'm like, nah, he's just going to say second. You might as well be 23 points behind instead of bin it. But 
Well, what was really dictating it was how much Scotty was having to save fuel over that um, first race on the Saturday. Mm. So the team were constantly on the radio to him, telling him how what his fuel numbers had to be, and you've used too much this lap. You need to, you know, you need to reserve more now next lap. And um, it was hurting his lap time, something fierce. We could physically just watch him yeah. dropping down, second, like half a second, second. Yeah, it was, it was by the end of it, it was dropping really quick. He just he had nothing left in the tank to fight once time. By the time Shane turned up. Well, when he did turn up at turn 11, he said it just got out of the way. Yeah, it was like you just said, better second than in the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at that point, it left him with two points in it. And like we say, what was going to be a really big fight. Mm. That race finished. We know the full results. So it come out that Shane got neglated back to fifth. He ended up with a 25-second time penalty for basically a drive-through penalty. Added on to his final race time. Um, Scotty was actually lucky because he rolled over the line with no fuel left at all and actually come to a stop not far past the the actual checkered flag. Imagine if he didn't make it. Yeah. That would have been crazy if he didn't make it. Uh, Yeah, that that would have... That would have lit up news headlines all over the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then we also we had David Reynolds come home second via, well, third, but technically second now. And Jamie Wincup did an amazing job to actually end up third and on the podium on the Saturday because he, his race was very much compromised from the fact that the- he held up Scotty... Uh, for a good chunk of the start of the race, he was, he was strategically, a great team there. yeah, yeah. Um, Shane ended so he up got with the about jump off the line too. Yeah, and Shane ended up with about seven or eight seconds, I think, at one point in the lead from uh, from from Jamie. from Jamie, which had Scotty behind him. So he, Jamie did a, a really really good job for the team this weekend, um, and then he had to double stack. And then he still managed to come home in third place, which was a pretty amazing effort. As we said, the best result he could aim for was second today yeah yeah of course he he did a good job of um getting off the line well as well and then uh, moving over for for shane pretty quickly as well and letting him get away as well it's kind of funny you say that because both teams <coughs> fabian actually got off the line better than scotty did too both teams had to do a yeah both teams are like oh, god the wrong driver got ahead <laughs> wrong kid, <laughs> well all right let's jump on to the race in sunday well, we had the top 10 shootout. I mean, everyone loves a good top 10 shootout. Who doesn't love a good top 10? That was a good top 10 to watch as well. How disappointing, but was it when we were watching the end of um, Sunday morning's qualifying and Craig Lowndes, with no seconds to go, just people finishing, his lap, finishing their laps and... Um, Gartan to go and ruin the party. No, no, no. Yeah. no. It was Waters it was and then Gartner that sealed the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, it was still pretty cool to see um, a, another top 10 shootout, enjoyable one as well. Yeah, well, Davey is really good at those top 10 shootouts. Oh, he was he said it was like the lap of the weekend that he did. That was a really great lap. Like, you could even just, like where we were sitting, you're like, that's quicker than everyone else. Mm. Well, surprisingly, Garth Tander, who came out, what, second or first? I think mm. he said it came out first. He was out first, yeah. He ended up finishing fourth. Yeah, that was a really good lap by him. It's a 10-8 straight off the bat, yeah. which was near the top of qualifying. Yeah, it was so quick. I think it come down to that he drove that S5000 straight after qualifying, so he got those extra laps in before he had to go out. <laughs> <laughs> that S5000 was pretty cool, side note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we didn't even talk on that. We can chuck, touch on that now if you want. Uh, yeah, well, that was actually a pretty big highlight of the weekend to actually go down and see them. So they're, they're, obviously they 
had the the two different series of S5000s that were getting designed and built and they've oh, they, like, yeah. moved them into one. Uh, and it actually, I think, did I put a photo up on Breaking Late? If I haven't, we'll, we'll definitely put one up. You took a photo of it. Yeah, I, I can't much. remember whether I actually posted it or not. But um, it was one of the highlights of the weekend to be able to go down, have a nice close look at it. it they actually look like a really good piece of kit. Mm. And the sound is pretty oh, they phenomenal. Nice. Really well good. built looking too. Like They're not a slap together. with. Oh, let's chuck a Mustang motor in a tube frame. They're properly designed. They're a good looking car. Yeah, so can't wait for them to uh, get a whole field of them. It's going to be pretty spectacular. I don't know how we're going to be able to That'll watch that. That will be deafening, that. mate. That will be deafening. That one car alone was that's loud. Especially when... The, so we weren't standing on... Where our grandstand was, we were on a hairpin in sort of entry to middle of a hairpin sort of thing. There was no full throttle parts or high RPM, and we could still hear it as it accelerated away quite loudly. I'd hate to be, you know... It'd be on the straight. 20 of them and in the middle of a straight, it's going to well, blow your dr- eardrums. Chuck them on the Gold Coast and get between some of the buildings. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how we're going to be able to watch that if the national... Because they're, they're with the Shannon's National series. Yeah, I think that, that'll happen for the first um, first year. And then I think they'll slowly bring them across if they're uh, working out, if they're getting good fields. All right. All right. Sunday race, Newcastle. Davey Reynolds on pole, Scotty McLaughlin starts off on the second on second position. Did he get the jump straight away? I think he did. He got he got a bit of a jump. Yeah, no. So Reynolds got the initial takeoff off the off the grid. He got the best like second whole part shot. Of the start, he, but Scotty the second, was, yeah, mm. the second bit and Scotty was on the inside, so it definitely helps on that track. Uh, you've very much got a commanding position on the it's inside. Very narrow. It's so easy to feed someone else into the wall, as we've seen a couple of times over the weekend. Yeah, there was a lot of races that I remember watching, especially like the, one of the Touring Car Masters races where John Bow nearly got fed straight in the fence. And he, yeah, yeah. just the fact that he's been racing for so long, he could kind he, of see what was going to happen. He so he seen it coming, so he pulled out. Yeah. Which but, actually dropped him a few spots. Yeah, well, because you've got Watt Street just after it, which is such a long street. If you've off the throttle mid-corner just so that you don't hit a wall, you're going to pay for it for the next kilometre up a yeah. uphill road. Exactly right, yeah. Garth Tander actually got a pretty good start because he jumped right up in front of Van Gisbergen and sort of held him up for a bit. Oh, no, only probably for half an hour, but good rocket off the line. He was. Uh, Garth Tander actually had a pretty good showing on the, on the Sunday. I was actually really surprised. So obviously he had good qualifying... Then at the start of the race, he actually looked pretty racy. Mm. Um, Shane was very forceful uh, with his pass and dominant. Like it was just a no questions, I'm coming through sort of pass. Yeah. No contact or anything like that. Yeah. But it was a, it was a pretty good pass. It was I need to be up the front. Scotty's there. Get I need to get. Way. I need to win this race, and I need to let something happen to Scotty. It was a dominant pass. It was. It it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a like a dick move or anything. No, no, like no. Just very like I'm coming through, whether or not. You want me to. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your standout from the Sunday race for you? Well, there wasn't heaps that really happened on that race. The only real standout part was Fabs and Jamie returned serve what they did on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. just Same thing, just the other way around. Yeah. And the yeah. stupid thing is because I think... Fabs had pitted early and then Jamie pitted after him and then Jamie was catching him and they were coming up. It was basically exactly the same as the day before because Jamie was catching Fabs 
Um, but then Jamie tried to go around the outside of turn 11, uh, turn 12 on Saturday, and that ended up in the wall. And then when we were sitting in the grandstand watching it and he's catching him, and I was a bit of a thing goes, we're not going to go around the outside, but I was. <laughs> I said, oh, Jamie should punt him. <laughs> and then next thing you know, Fabs is in the wall. Yeah. The replays we were given at the track kind of made it look like it was a punt, but then watching when we rewatched the race. We rewatched last, it with Larko, and Larko, well, biggest Ford man. Well, yeah, biggest Ford man. And they showed it from a bit further back than we would see at the track. And uh, you see that Fabian chose well. to put his car there. Yeah. It wouldn't be chose. Yeah, I wouldn't blame. I wouldn't go as far as Larko with blaming Fabian for the move. I would say that it was a pretty well, it was a racing, like a racing incident. incident yeah. They both were going for the same pit of tarmac in yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. yeah and um, they were both trying to defend for their teammates. So they're both going to pretty much put their, the the balls to the wall and, and try and make it through there. Um, that was a little controversial. Didn't really work. Though. It was, it was. Well, obviously at the track, you don't see everything. Mm. And, um, you know, it, well, there was the a crowd lot more was... shell shirts around than Red Bull shirts this weekend. Yeah, yeah, Michael was a bit alone on the weekend. <laughs> I don't know, but because when, when Shane won that Sunday race, the whole crowd erupted. Yeah, but even the lady in front of us who was wearing shell, like the 17 hat, she, us, she, jumped, me. <laughs> she, she jumped ship on the Saturday. Yeah. But then Sunday rocked up with a new shell shirt, shirt as well. And I'm like, well, she gave me shit straight up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, see the news? Yeah. <laughs> Like, we did sit with some nice people over the weekend. It was actually pretty good. They were bit pretty of, cool to get along with. Though. Yeah, there was a bit of banter going yeah, around like there. Two, yeah, about two couples, uh, yeah. three couples sort of just joined in on our holiday. Yeah. Plus our official. <laughs> yeah, plus the best official in, in Australia, I reckon. He was job doing stand-up that uh, Yeah, he was entertaining the crowd really well. It was actually pretty good. Well, after that, Jamie, oh, Jamie, Fab's really only just clipped the wall. Knocked the spoiler off. That's all it really hit. I think that and the back. Push the back in a little bit. but Paddle damage. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest, he wasn't racing for the race win anyway. He was just there to do a job and he was doing it. That called out the safety car. Yeah. Everyone filed in, but somehow he managed to get that car back in the pits. And to DJR's credit, they turned that car around. He was back out on the track before the safety before the safety car had come back onto, um, come back in the pit lane. It was a good job. We all thought he was done for sure. We we, we were sitting in the stand saying, nah, that's it. They're going to park the car. Mm. Well, it seemed like it too because at that point, his job was kind of done. There was not much else he could have done. We could still go around and Yeah, we were away. coming back out um, and going around and like you say, yeah, get in the way until the flags get shaken. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, you still, can be it's pretty slows, strategic about it. Yeah, yeah. people down. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it was... It was um, I guess, what was your highlight? I don't know. The Sunday race was pretty... <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much the end of the race, obviously, with Scotty coming home with um, the championship. We rewatched the race last night, and I swear from lap 34, the positions really don't change too much. The only position that changes is At the end. Davey Reynolds gets in front of Scotty because he's just like, you go, son. Well, Davey was actually looking really commanding, but he chased Scotty down from quite a few seconds like back mm. and chased him down. And then Scotty didn't obviously make it very hard for him. He, he yeah. let him pass. No interest in making it hard. Um, but that was a pretty exciting moment to the race. And then obviously we had I guess the Reynolds. highlight would be Davey winning. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, I guess the, the other highlight would be, you know, being able to watch Craig Lowndes' last uh, uh, main game race. That was, that was pretty big. Yeah, I think by the... 
by the end of the race, I'm sitting there going, I'm here for lounge and that's it. <laughs> yeah, very much that. I think you even said that while you were scrolling through Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah There's it, nothing it, wrong with being passionate. Yeah. It, it was, um, the, the burnout was pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, check out our Facebook because there's a little clip of it from where we were sitting because it was actually right in front of us once again that he... Uh, that uh, Scotty did. We'll have to say, our seats on Friday morning when we got there, we weren't super stoked with them. That may or may not be because of self-inflicted things of Thursday night. <laughs> and but it was cold. It was, it was really freezing. <laughs> and one, the winds were so bad. I still think that with a little bit of work, they could have made those seats a lot better. Yep. If they had just rotated that grandstand the tiniest little bit, that would have been... Ep- the screens a little bit. Yeah. Would've, it would have worked for everyone. Yeah, the the there was obviously no passion in putting the grandstands in. It was just, yep, send them adjacent to the to the fence. Like, okay, well, half this fence line doesn't look at a track. Yeah, we looked out over the river. <laughs> yeah, so we 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 luckily all of us were young and didn't end up with sore necks, but we were, <laughs> we were sort of craning around and having to sit forward in our seats for most of the races just so that we could see uh, where the cars were coming from. But the skids at the end did that make up for the seats? Definitely. Yeah. Or even us, we saw a fair few good skids on Sunday. We seen the Mercury spin out and decide that the only way to turn around is doing donuts. And then <laughs> what the hell did he do? Then he like ah oh, reversed, reversed up, the- up over the curb, waited for everyone to go. I reckon he wanted to do more skids, but then got told not to because he reversed up the track, put it on the inside of the curb, and then okay, I'll leave. It wasn't <laughs> the end of the race yet. It was <laughs> no, still live racetrack. Yeah, it was pretty still funny. A couple of laps left to go, so it was really weird how that happened. And then, and then obviously we had uh, Stevie J. He fair give that Mustang. Yep, yep. That was another good skid. Uh, obviously, Pitha was... didn't get a chance to do a skid because no, of his red flag. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were just sitting in pit lane. Um, then we saw Scotty's skid, which was pretty good. That was damn good. He he killed, come in committed. He knew exactly what he was doing. There was no hesitation. No, oh, I've got to keep this car straight. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, chuck so, it and dump it, mate. That's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty. Uh, it, that was a pretty good skit. I've seen a lot of skits from supercars over the years, but that was a pretty good one. I can imagine that's a lot of um, a lot of relief coming a lot of built out up through tension. the right foot. Yeah, <laughs> and not having to look after the gear at all. Like yeah, no, literally a brand new car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think oh, that car know. that he won the championships in is probably going to get put in the Penske Museum somewhere. And yeah, leave probably that the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty interesting. Going to the museum and here's this destroyed car. Well, you, won a we, championship. Oh, that's from the skid, mate. We went, like, when we would go to the, we've been to the Nürburgring Museum and they've got some cars there that literally just have a spray paint, uh, clear, clear coat it onto it. <laughs> after a race. Like, the, this one, the 24 hour, it's class or whatever, and all they've done is just clear coated it, chucked it in the museum. There you go. That's amazing. Yeah. The back half of that car is black. <laughs> yeah, I, th- yeah, I think the idea and behind that is to show what those cars go through and what they look like at the end of a 24-hour endurance race. You know, it's like a lot of people don't think about like race cars always look perfect on TV, and then you see them up close afterwards. Race, you're like, oh, that must have been tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You just got to get up it, close to them. It and... pushes the point a bit yeah. more, I think, leaving them in that state. Yeah, tells the story too. Yeah, it does. We missed Lounsey's skid. We did. He uh, he wanted. I think he wanted to do a skid where we were, but Scotty was occupied in the 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 space in front of our grandstand. There was that much smoke there that he couldn't like. I'm just going to wait over here because Scotty would not know where he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The smoke screen that bad. You're like, I think I'm at the Newcastle sign. Uh, I don't know. I'll go to the next one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Lounsey's parade lap? 
and the walking up and down the grid. I I loved it. That was good. That was really Chaz good. Chaz Mostert, Summer Crotch. Yeah. <laughs> and then they swapped t-shirts afterwards. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, then Lounsey himself said it was such great to see respect from everyone like that. Mm. You know, and be in sport where he could be a mentor, a student, and a competitor with people. It was crazy. It was good. It's going to be sad. Yeah. Well, it's I, now gone. It, it was interesting actually watching that little bit from his his wife and also from Lounsey going on about everyone telling him he was too slow over the yeah, last, last couple of years year. and he needs to retire and you're just taking up someone else's seat. Um, it's interesting to see how much that must have actually affected him. Yeah, and then everyone here is saying, oh, why is Lounsey going? This is RD that's kicked him out. This is bullshit. I, I don't think he got kicked out. It very much sounds like it was a mutual decision. It might have been a discussion like, hey, mate, maybe you should think about it. He's like, well, maybe I have been thinking about it. Mm. Um, it it definitely doesn't seem like he was pushed out. If he was pushed out for the sake of someone else, they wouldn't be dropping that car. They wouldn't have dropped the right rec license. And let's face it, Red Bull's not exactly, well, Triple Eight aren't exactly in the point where like, oh, we can't afford to do that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing is, it's pretty cool. Falcons last year got a championship. And as we found out last night through watching replays, actually has more championships than a Commodore. Yeah. Which, yeah. honestly, as until a next year, they'll be. Like, until next year, then they'll be equally good. Yeah, nah. that's because we left. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it will be interesting, actually. Which um, one come in first, the Commodore or the Falcon? Absolutely no idea. Yeah, I couldn't. I reckon the, the Falcon, Falcon been there for a very long. The time. Falcons yeah. were the Falcons XK. were built before Commodores. Well, the XK Falcon was one of the first cars they were talking about racing, like you yeah, know, and the stuff we were watching. So that's. 50 something years ago now yeah I'd, I'd have to say probably the falcon first and that's probably where it picked up its edge in the early days yeah well but it, still it, i was surprised that they had seven uh, that, that's that was 17 yeah, like, yeah. Especially well the, the fg modern. was the fa- the most um successful falcon for winning races and which just is pretty the, cool. um you know the, when you think about the modern era you don't exactly go falcons were the most dominant car no they have some good dominant years. Definitely, they had they had their sections like with Ambrose, and then you know when Triple Eight was smashing them. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like I did touch on a little bit before, and we'll just have a quick laugh at this because I got to laugh at saying about it because it's so depressing. <laughs> it's a bit silly. <laughs> Scott McLaughlin um, and journalist Tim Hodge are writing a book. I feel um, like it Scott McLaughlin, The Road to Redemption. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's interesting. Um, Do you think it's just because every like the amount of DJR merch they sold at the track? <laughs> and I, it's I just like, hey, we could sell it. some books here. Well, it very much seems like a decision from someone from marketing because the way I sort of see the book thing is too soon. If there's touchy things you want to talk about, it's too soon. I reckon they'll still talk about it. Oh yeah, but it just doesn't. I just I, like I don't think you'll shit can the team as much as if you'd move teams and stuff like that. Yeah, but, oh, no, but, but like, I think they'll see, still like, talk about their like, fight with Shane and stuff like that. I think they'll be pretty nitty gritty in there. Let the story mature a bit. Let it become a legend before you try to yeah. make it that. <laughs> like when I read Weber's book, he's like he can go into like the the incidents and stuff between Vettel and that, and like he wouldn't said a few of those things there if he still had to go to the track to, and see him on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying there. You don't want to, you know. Yeah. publicly rubbish people that you have to see but i don't know often. it could we don't know <laughs> yeah. how, what this is going to be this could be a bit like um it could jamie be... released the book and it was a bit more like a diary style book 
Yeah, well, it could just be chronicling the year, telling the story of the races. and. Well, yeah, it could just be a recap of winning the championship, really. That's probably all it's going to be. At each race meeting, what went through your head, how did you deal with it, and here we are at the end of the season. It's, it's, it is a bit like, well, clearly you thought you were going to do this before. Yeah, I doubt it's probably Scotty's idea. It's probably this Tim Hodges guy. I'd um, say so very much. And the marketing department sort of gone. That's a good idea. We'll it'll be it. available early 2019, so one of you guys can buy it and read it and let me know. <laughs> I think I'll leave that for JD. <laughs> JD's still got my Weber book. I do, I do. It's, it's keeping my sock drawer company. Just, <laughs> yeah, Maybe we'll just... buy him the audio book then. <laughs> I've got a few audible points to use. <laughs> Read by Scotty McLaughlin. <laughs> well, no, look, well done to Scotty. Do you guys see him if he wins another hard? championship and stuff? Was that hard? No, no. It... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Look, in all honesty, yes, Sunday was a hard day for me, but I'm a Red Bull. F- you know when you go watch the football and you see, like, in the grand final this year and you saw all the Collingwood supporters just crying and you just go, ha, ah, suck it, you lost. I was well, them. Yeah, I was those guys. Not Collingwood, by the way. You were the West Coast guys. Yeah. You can't enjoy a good victory if there's not some people there having a sock. <laughs> Is that how you put it? Mate, I tell you what, last oh. year I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed Win Cup's victory last year because there was a lot of shell people but hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, he was pretty smug. <laughs> that makes oh, me mate. feel worse about leaving him alone and not giving him shit on Sunday. Well, he wasn't that bad to me, but you could see it in his face. <laughs> anyway, calm as a bitch, and I got my return serve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, well done. I, you know, yeah, I rubbish Scotty a little bit, but he did good. He's done good since he won the. The Super 2 Championship in 2016. He was much smarter this year. And then he jumps, like, with the Super 2 one, he won his race. And then that Sunday, he had to jump in, fill in for Pramat and do a 250k race around Sydney. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And then straight up, did well in the Volvo, so it's... What was crazy about that was the fact I watched him drink champagne on the podium two hours before he went on track. (laughs) Or not even two hours, I think it was, like, half an hour or an hour. And then straight away, everyone's (laughs) like, you've got to drive. He's like, crap. (laughs) <laughs> Get me some water. <laughs> yeah, well, but oh, that nothing happened about that. But no, he's he won this championship. Do you guys see him if he wins another one? He might think about heading off to do NASCAR. I could see him doing one or two more and thinking about going somewhere else. And I don't know. I can't explain why. I just see him and think. I could see him in NASCAR. I could see him wanting to do that. And he does spend time in America, and he does seem like he enjoys the place. Yeah, NASCAR or Indy, something like that. I, I agree. With Either or with, with Penske. Yeah, and Penske is now rating him as one of their best drivers. So, um, it, it you know, it, it, it is a big move, obviously. The, the categories that couldn't be further apart. He seems, like, very uh, hungry. Like, I, I don't think just winning supercars is going to be enough for him. I agree with you there. And there's, you know, obviously there's the other side of it too. There's a lot of money on the table to be earned over there. You can earn much more money coming last over there than you can earn winning championships, winning championships here. in Australia. So yeah, definitely. it's definitely, there's the draw there. So I wouldn't rule it out, no. Mm. No, I, I honestly think he would probably, if he comes through a period where he wins, say, back-to-back championships and he's had a, another dominant year, he might look at going... What else is there? Well, yeah, if he dominates, I feel like he'd very much want to go find a challenge, something that's... Unlike Jamie, who's just like, let's just do it again, and again, <laughs> and again. <laughs> yeah. 
Jamie's like, I'm comfortable and the team's working for me right now, so I'm just staying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Formula One, Alonso's last drive. Mm, pretty emotional weekend all round, wasn't it? Obviously with uh, Lounsey retiring yeah. and now with... Lost everything, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, last Falcon, you know, it's it's a big thing. Um, and Alonso's moving on to uh, Indy next year, which is... Yeah, it was interesting. interesting. After the race, you listen to his engineer and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, well done on the good career. Now let's go chase that triple crown. Was that his engineer or Zach, Zach Brown? Brown? That oh, was okay. Zach Brown. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's like, let's go get that triple crown. And it's like, well, he hasn't he's made it no secret. That's exactly what he wants to do. Do you think it's McLaren feel bad that they got him over and they just had the worst I think, run in their history? I think there's lots of different levels to it, to be honest. I think he's very, very, very thirsty. Yeah. And he's not getting fulfilled in Formula One, obviously with the slow car. Um and the next step for him is where can I get that winning feeling again? Where can I go and be super competitive again? Because um, there's nowhere for him in F1 to go that is going to be super competitive. No, no, no one's going to give him a seat because he, he's, you know, old. he's not the easiest guy to work with from well, what and, I've heard. And, <laughs> but in general, from you look... I, from what Hamilton says. Yeah, and but you look... And in, other teammates, let's say. So. <laughs> yeah, but you look in general at the moment, none of them want a competitive second driver. No, no, they they all seem to want a driver that's going to fall behind and do the team thing and hold someone up and pretty I much be bodass. I think Ferrari have got... They've got a succession got, plan? Yeah. yeah Which just seems weird because I, I still don't think of Vettel as being old, but uh, he is but now. But F1 is, kind of is. And, well, you know, Ferrari giving Sauber lots of support and Kimi going down there, you could see it as like... Kimmy sort of mentoring the guys that are heading up and then they head up into the big team with mm. a bit of knowledge. From like, I'm interested to see Ferrari. how Charles will go in the Ferrari. Oh, I am very much so. I think we all can't wait, honestly. it's It, it does look pretty exciting next year. Um, it, I, I can't wait to see where Kimmy ends up in uh, Sauber as well. Mm. Yeah, because Charles done all right, Matt, and he's quick. Kimmy's generally pretty quick, so it's, it will be very interesting to see what he can do with that car. Yeah. Uh, qualifying. Was there much? There wasn't much in this. Hamilton, pole. Pretty standard. Valtteri Bottas, second. Sebastian Vettel, third. Kimi Raikkonen, fourth. Dan Ricciardo, once again, out-qualified his teammate at Abu Dhabi. He is yet to be out-qualified by a teammate there. Yeah, it was impressive for him. He hasn't had a very good run at the end of the year. It's been a pretty tough... Very tough. <laughs> um, it was actually interesting watching them interview Christian Horner on the, the pre-race, saying essentially that you've not really given Daniel the chance to do anything after the mid-season break. Um, do you feel bad about that situation? And you could see Christian Horner getting angry. Well, it wasn't all us, you know. Very defensive. There was yeah. a lot of power unit problems. Yeah. Which most of them were power unit problems, but it's there's still a few questions that get raised, like, yeah, of course. Max didn't have the same dramas and stuff then. Max Chris- had some... I mean, Max did have bad run at the start. Of the but year, but Max, a lot of that was self-inflicted. That That's was him true. crashing, not... And Max did make quite a few complaints about the power unit, too. But somehow, yeah, still yeah. manages to survive. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel <laughs> like, I feel like Max is very much running the team game, but they're rubbish the hell out of Renault so that sponsors and stuff don't think that they've made the wrong decision when they left them. Mm. Yeah. They really want Renault to look like the worst team out there in general. And it's hard to do that when one of your drivers chose to go there. Yeah. yeah. 
And so that when they go to Honda next year, and if they have failures in the Honda, you can go say, well, look how bad last year was. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of those things. I think it's definitely a bit of gamesmanship and whatnot going on there well, in the management. They in third in the championship. They knew, you know. Yeah, well, Max was trying to get third in the championship this week. No, I meant like in the constructors. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't think anyone really wants to win third in the championship. <laughs> no one really wants to go to this FIA gala ball. Well, yeah, <laughs> apparently Kimmy had a bit of a go at Max and said, uh, why didn't you come second today? You know, then, now I still have to go to the gala ball. And I, I had a DNF and I've still got to go. Yeah, and Max was like, I'll do it if it counts towards my um, <laughs> his, um Public service. Public service. <laughs> Knock that out. Yeah. What do so. you say? He wanted to write speeches for the other drivers yeah. and yeah. get it done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. Or pussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. in the race... There wasn't. Well, we actually we got a really big thing at the start. We did. First it lap. was a pretty oh, crazy little incident yeah. between Hulkenberg and Grosjean. Grosjean. It's amazing what can happen when wheels touch, isn't it? Yeah. Especially drive wheels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, just to recap it shortly, but uh, they were coming through one of the tight sections on this track where it sort of turns back on itself, um, and Grosjean made call. Oh, uh, sorry. Hulkenberg and Grosjean made contact wheel to wheel. Um, Hulkenberg ended up on his lid and rolling several times mm. and up against, sort of sus- suspended, I guess you would say, on a tyre barrier. Yeah. yeah, he sort of stuck in there, so but, he couldn't get out. But yeah, with the way the car was sitting, he couldn't get out of the, the cockpit and then the car caught fire just to make things better. Um, what was his radio thing? I'm yeah. hanging in here like a cow. Hanging like cattle, I think it was, but yeah, pretty yeah, yeah um, he, he sounded a little panicky. He did. Uh, Especially you know, when he said, there's a fire. <laughs> yeah, guys, get me out of here, there's a fire. Um, you know, it, it was not, it wasn't nice to see, to be honest. It was no, a little bit stressful to watch. It's a but, bit frightening. Yeah, but the, the, the crew were fantastic. The, the medical crew turned up, checked on him, made sure his neck and his spine were all okay. Before Especially because then they got it. Drop him onto these wheels. Yeah, um, and then they the, the the other officials managed to get the fire out really really quickly, which was also another you know great effort from them. They they, they basically did the best job they probably could have with this situation. Yeah, definitely. It's um, like you can just flip a Formula One car back on its wheels very yeah. easily. No. <laughs> so uh, and then he got out and he walked away. So it was, you know lucky, um, unlucky for him. He didn't get to finish the race uh, mm. on first lap as well. But, you know, at least everyone was safe at the end of the day. Yeah. Then um, a bit later on, Kimmy's car gave out. Do we yeah. know what the failure of that one was or just... No. I can't remember. He just stopped pretty much on the start-finish line. Nice, easy place to get a car out. Yeah. I think that brought out the virtual safety car and that's when Hamilton pitted. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Kimmy's car was kind of in an awkward spot, wasn't it? Like mm. They couldn't get it through the hole in the fence because of, of where it was and... They basically had to go get... I think they ended up on Gojax, I can't remember, uh, to get it through the hole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It did make a bit of a problem there. Did make Hamilton have to do a really long stint. Well, no one thought they could really be competitive from there to the end. Yeah. Like, it was interesting. Like, listening to Ricardo's interview, he basically said, we didn't think Hamilton would be able to make it to the end at all. Like, we thought... It was no just way sacrificing last. his race, pretty much. Yeah, no, no tyres. Mm. Maybe they're trying to give it to Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, he had a shocking race as well. Yeah, he had he had contact with I think it was Max. Yeah. Uh, which then he had to pit for with damage to one of his rims and tire, I think, as well. Um, so he had another. Well, what, what did he say? This pretty much sums up my season. Yeah. This this race, yeah, it's horrible, and it sums up 2018. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. For a long time, it sort of looked like he was okay doing what he was doing, but I think after that thing in Russia, he's a bit broken. He doesn't seem the same anymore. Mm. Not so happy to just do the number two thing. Yeah, it would be interesting to see whether after next year, if they treat him like this again, whether he'll opt to just retire or something. Yeah, I think he needs to find a bit more consistency as well before he can make too many big arguments. I agree completely. I think he's off pace, and I think it, you know from one weekend to the next weekend, it's like he's not motivated and he doesn't work. Like I don't know if him and his engineer aren't working well enough together, or, or well, what he doesn't going. have to worry about his engineer anymore because his race engineer is actually moving to the Mercedes Formula, Formula E engine. Yeah. Could it could it be a self filling thing, sort of like you know the lack of you know having to play second fiddle all the time has destroyed his motivation. Well, yeah, I guess, and the other thing is he's he's pretty much relegated to second whether he wants to or not at most races. Yeah, definitely. Um, so maybe he's losing his drive to try and qualify the fastest because they've got a dominant car. He, he's mm. always going to qualify at worst the six, at the sixth. And yeah. Because I could just, you know, if I have to, drag yeah. it up there. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of speculation there. I, I honestly have no clue. But it, it'll be interesting to see because he's had a pretty dejecting year. Wasn't it Sainz that they're saying is going as their test driver? Um, sorry, who's their Mercedes Ocon? test driver? Ocon. Yeah, that's sorry, Ocon. And you got Toto sort of saying that he's told him he can have a drive in 2020. Wouldn't you be bothered sitting there going, wait a minute? Well, <laughs> <laughs> where's Hamilton going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Lewis's like, oh, I've got no jobs. <laughs> But yeah, it, the, he did come out this week again, but and say it was a bit of a misquote. Okay. He's like, I'm not that. locking in Ocon for 2020 in Mercedes. Uh, We're going to try our best to get him a drive on the grid uh, because yeah. Toto Wolf is actually Ocon's manager. manager. manager yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was that was definitely something that came out last week. They're like, oh, okay, and like, oh, okay, you give Ocon a job, but not Daniel. All right, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Lewis Hamilton pretty much come home because it wasn't yeah, well, too much. They left Daniel out for a really, really long... Led 15 uh, laps. Yeah, first stint. That ended up costing him the chance of a podium, mm. which he was pretty pissed about. Yeah, Even when he happy. come back in after his last race for Red Bull, he didn't have very many nice things to say because he said, you know, I've just basically been sacrificed out there today. Yeah. He, he hung out to dry. Really, really conflicted in that post race interview. Like you could see that he was a bit upset about leaving, but you could tell he was angry as well. He was not happy at all. They sacrificed track position. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, they're hanging out for the rain. Yeah, right. well, there was obviously a sprinkle in the race, but it was not enough to even wet the ground. It'd be so hot there. Um, <laughs> Drive before it hits the ground, mate. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, he wasn't overly happy. They he said that their strategy was you know, probably good on paper. We were going to come home hard at the end, but the tyres just didn't go off. Like, mm. they lasted forever. So, it, you know, he had an initial, like, four or five laps, which he was making qualifying laps, basically, times. Um, but after that, he could just basically match the guys in front of him. He couldn't. He didn't have enough pace overlap to pass them. No, and even then, Max wasn't going to really let him pass. 
No, that, that would have been a straight out battle. Like he would have needed a good pace overlap to pass him. It was not going to be a, you know, here you go, mate. Have it's a your podium. last race. Yeah. Because Max would be like, I'm trying to go for Vitao to get my third position. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Hamilton did come home. So you actually managed to chalk up two points this weekend to my yeah. none. Yeah. So, <laughs> Congratulations, you yeah. won the breaking late <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I was waiting, I'm waiting, because he's like, two points to my one. My none. Anything. Does that mean? A, a none, none, sorry, yeah, none. I get none. Yep. You so, got two. So that means I won by two. You did win by two, so okay. well done. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you somehow managed to blow a five-point lead, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it would have been close, it would have been like tied if they, um, if that penalty didn't If that happen. penalty didn't happen. Yeah, yeah but then if the if you want to go down that track, if Pith is racing, get red flagged, I would have got another point there too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can all say <laughs> would have, could have, should have, but <laughs> but it is. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, so you are the champion, two thousand eighteen champion. Yeah, coming back for see if I can get undefeated next see year. If you can go back to back, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Um, so Lewis Hamilton did come home first, followed by Sebastian Vettel and Max Verstappen. What do you guys think of the cooldown lap with Vettel and Hamilton giving a guard of honour with Alonso? It was super cool and seemed really respectful. Um, yeah, such high competing athletes if they can, at the end of the race, get together like that and do something cool for a guy that's leaving. And they all seem very happy to talk to I each mean, other. I mean, who doesn't want to do skids though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but then you got Vettel congratulating Hamilton and, you know, you could tell that he... He had a couple just of months to get used to that get idea. Get used to the idea, and he seemed genuinely... Like yeah, the respect. Congratulations. The respect. Uh, this weekend, the, the sportsmanship, not just in Formula 1, V8s as well, and then they showed, too, showed is... really, really amazing things about mm. motorsport, didn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Like, they can fight so hard, but still have such respect for each other. I, I Well, I respect that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, to see Alonso, he, you could see he was getting a bit upset. Yeah, and, and his little dig at Coulthard, I like that. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be back in Formula One, but probably not as a commentator. commentator like <laughs> some drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was cool. I, I liked the um, the call over the radio from Alonso's engineer, um, essentially saying, you know, well, I think maybe some donuts are in order. Yeah, you know, we don't need the engine. Straight grandstand and need some don't um need to see some burnouts or whatever. Yeah, so that that was pretty cool. And then for Vettel to still be happy enough to go out there and do it with them all, and mm. like all three cars doing donuts together, it really showed. Well, I think it shows how much Vettel's grown up too. You think about in his Red Bull days, he probably wouldn't have done that. I reckon he would have no. parked the car, thrown a steering wheel, and walked yeah, away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's grown up a lot. Well. Since it is now the end of the year, all the championships done and dusted, how about we just quickly go through the standings, starting at the bottom, and we'll give people a pass or fail from what we expected. So, okay, from the start of the year. From well, what we expected from what we start... expected the start of the year to where they went. So, okay. Sergio Sorokin. Um, so, Guy Sorokin, I honestly think... I didn't expect anything anyway. Yeah, I honestly didn't expect much from... Obviously, being at a Williams, point. not a great... Uh, not a great chance of uh, doing a real good job there either. Um, he was probably pretty lucky to get one point. Yeah. Yep. So, pass or fail? Well, he lost the drive, so it's probably a fail. It's probably a fail. Almost a NA. Not a Ethan Stroll. Yeah. Stroll got six points. Yeah. So, Brendan Hartley, well, 
I think that's, that was a fail. That's but a I fail. think the ta- the team honestly I didn't ex- do the best job for I, him either. I expected a bit more from him considering where he came from. And... I, th- I think he just didn't have the competitiveness. It was, just wasn't there, was it? Nah. Wasn't the best car, no, he wasn't. And he's, he didn't seem like... Um, he wasn't a very fighty driver. Yeah. He, he's... He needed I think more he was fire. A bit, still more like an endurance driver. Like, man, I've yeah, got like, twelve oh, hours to oh, do. I better, I'll just let him pass out. We'll fight him in eight hours' time. Yeah, yeah. I bet he would do all right if the Formula One races were three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Stroll. Stroll, I would give a pass. I guess. I give think, him a buyout. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I, his I dad can do that. A C minus, a semi pass. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was a great year he for him, have- but. Some shines of goodness. He did better than I thought he would. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'd say pass. Yeah, Marcus Ericsson. Uh much better year. Obviously, when they gave him a competitive car, he's he's done a lot better, but really struggled against his rookie teammate at the start of the shot. year. Yeah, yeah. At and the start so, of the year, fail. Yeah, Dead set fail. The yeah. end of the year, he sort of he got better. I honestly, I would say for me, it's very hard, but I'd say a, a fail. Yeah. He's off to Indy next year, so we'll see how he goes there. Yep. Stoffel. Um, Stoffel, another hugely hard year for the Belgium driver. Considering, what about that really good overtake that he did when there was three wide down the straight? Outbreak (laughs) to like the Force India and the Haas, I think it was. Yeah, it's it's been another tough year with McLaren really, really, really struggling with car setup and car pace in general. Like just... I don't think it was just necessarily the engineering of the car. It was just the whole car and it's itself, the package was not there. Fundamentally flawed. Yeah. Mm. Um, I bloody hope they fix it for next year. Obviously, two new drivers in that car next year. Um, make it hard for themselves. Yeah. I, I would give Stoffel probably a fail and it's probably why he's not there next year. Yeah. 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 Pierre Gasly. Now, that's another hard one, isn't it? He's, he's had a couple of good races, but I don't think he's done really well enough to earn that new Red Bull seat. I think he he's getting getting that just because Daniel's obviously he, gone. He's the next one in the succession plan to yep. move up. Yep. That's, that's just well, Hartley point. definitely had dropped the ball too much to be even eligible to think about going up. Yeah, exactly. So C minus. Yeah, C minus. So I would it's say a low pass. I would say a fail for me, a to be fail? honest. Yep. A fail, but somehow he still manages to get up. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Roman Grosjean. What do you reckon? I'm going to say fail. Look at Kevin Magnussen. It's like almost double his points. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. He hasn't really impressed me this year. And he's also... I don't know. Uh, I wanted to give him a chance when he was in Lotus. And he's just continues to show that he's just not smart enough for racecraft-wise to do this properly. Yeah, honestly, I, I have to say a fail as well. And I'm surprised he's in, Unless in the he field can next year. somehow talk you know communicate the issues back to the engineers well they're helping the car set up he just can't drive like yeah yeah i understand what you're saying i mean you know he's moving the car forward but yeah look he's had a couple of really good races where he really outshone kevin but on the on the general um, over a whole season 21 races he has done shockingly and i'm surprised he's there next year and i don't mean just in that team i mean formula one formula one yeah i'd say so too uh Probably a lack of options too to replace him at the moment. Yep. Charles Clerk, A plus. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah, definitely probably the, definitely standout rookie and probably 
one of the standouts of the year, un- like surprising standouts of the year. First year on the grid and the ouch on his teammate. Yeah, By absolutely. By a lot too. Every yeah. race, I'd say, he was, you know, far ahead and he was just doing so much better. And got a Ferrari job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Esteban Ocon? Um, I think he's had another pretty good year. I would give him a pass. I doubt it's not an A plus, but when he finished forty nine points, Sergio Perez sixty two. Yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of things that have not gone his way. Um, I think him losing his drive and like how publicly it all has been, and we've everyone knows that he doesn't have a drive next year. I think that helped. That didn't help him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's like, even if I bloody set the field alight, I'm still losing my drive. Well, he did, he, and he had a couple where he actually, uh, what, did he qualify fourth or something or third mm. at one of the rounds after he had already found out that he was not going to have a drive next year. And he said what, in the in the um, press room afterwards, they asked him, oh, is this really helping your chances next year? And he said, what chances do I have? Yeah, yeah exactly right. When somebody else's dad owns the team. He did yeah. have that run in with Max. Yeah, and that's yeah, probably that out of right. frustration with how... They've been with each other in yeah, previous occasions. And, you know, you can see that from both sides. Like, he was unlapping himself, so maybe he shouldn't have been where he was. At the same time, Max should have been protecting his own race. Yeah, yeah. I agree with both. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Alonso? Um, I wouldn't say he's had the best year, but he still always manages to pull that car further up the field than it should be. Yeah, I'd give it a Last pass. Last year, pass. Because, come on, look at them eyes. Yeah. <laughs> say no to those eyes. <laughs> Carlos Saints in the Renault. Uh, he's had a rough one, hasn't he? Really? Been up and down. Yeah, been up and down. He's had moments of glory and then all of a sudden Is he off absolutely to, he's off to McLaren next year. Yeah, so he's probably in in uh probably teed up another year to like this one, but Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't see McLaren turning it around amazingly. Like they could get better, but I can't see it being a a, a massive jump forward. No, I hope they can they Still can Still on the grid though. <laughs> I hope the yep. McLarens can consistently fight for fifth and sixth. I hope so. It's up around that way. Mm. Really well, I'm hoping that the field sort of pulls a bit closer together next year too, Much because yeah, well, because this midfield has been an absolutely great uh, experience to battle. watch this year. Yeah, the Formula 1.5 has been fantastic. <laughs> it'd yeah. be great if they could take it to the Formula One. Yeah, well, it'd be nice so, if they can close that gap between them and and, and say six sixth place. Yeah, Carlos, yeah, pass or fail. Carlos Sainz, uh, I would say pass. I would say a B. A B. Kevin Magnussen? Uh, I would say B for me. Yeah. He uh, still does his stupid... He still does stupid stuff, but he did outscore... I can't see him being a champion or anything. I can't see him hanging around too long. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he still does stupid decisions. He gets the red mist too easily, especially when he's fighting for places that aren't in even points. Yeah. yeah. And he'll yeah. bin a car because of it. He like, doesn't have a very even temper does he um yeah b b minus gets frustrated really sergio perez i'd give him a pass yeah Yeah, i'd say pass pass as well both look you got to give it to force india drivers they went through a lot they've been through a lot they've lost all their points and they managed to call back this many points well not the drivers the drivers kept their points yeah i mean team but the team points yeah yeah. so they didn't you would assume that they were going to end up last on the on the championship because it wasn't even the middle of the year where they lost all of their championship points. I think they had eight rounds left or something yeah. out of 21 or something like that. Um, so it has been a stellar effort from them to get them back up the field. They're Obviously, both of them had a few... Uh, they can't help each other with their contact with each other. I guess, once again, I think Those it was Singapore. Cars just attached. It's 
it, it's, it's hard when you're you know, almost matched as well. <laughs> yeah. So I would give Sergio yeah, a pass. Sergio. No, no. Hulkenberg. Oh, we're talking about uh, Hulkenberg. No, no. Sergio. We yep, Sergio. Sergio. Okay, Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Pass. I would say a pass. He's definitely outdone science this year. Done a pretty good job. Mm. He's, done, he's done the standard Hulk thing. Just sort of Get keep there. it up there. Get some he's going to be like a driver that you're like, oh, he's never finished, you know, lower than 10th in the points. You're like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consistently, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Ricardo. Danny Ricks had a... Fail. I would say a crazy good year. He's had a good year at the start, but throughout the rest of the results, for how far behind... Fail for the team, but not for Daniel. Yeah. I know he that. Tried. He did try. <laughs> I was going to say, you can tell that by the frustration levels that were coming out of Daniel. He didn't lose his uh, will to to win. No, no. I think, think there's definitely a the few other... lost the will. To yeah, the there's a few other things in the way of winning. So I would give him definitely a pass. As a driver, Obviously yes. With... But like his res- end of year result, As a result is a bit of, is a, bit of a letdown. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he'd be disappointed with it as well. I think he had two of the best race wins of the year, and he got pass of the year again. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'd be hard to say he was just a pass. Yeah, I would say B plus to A minus oh. for yeah. me. If you just look at China, that's like an A plus. Yeah. <laughs> like that was an amazing strategy, and yeah. Valtteri Ria Gunnar Bottas. Uh, look. It's a I would... pass because he did what he was told. Yeah. <laughs> C C C plus <laughs> for me. Knows how to keep a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, C plus for me for Boutry. I think he really needs to close the gap to Lewis next year. There's only um, a nearly 200-point difference. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he needs to win all the races. I just think in qualifying, he need, those races where Lewis gets pole and Valtteri gets sixth are not acceptable. No. No. And that needs to stop. Even in this race here where Valtteri got pole, uh, second on qualifying and still finished sixth. I think in one way, though... Um, from the Mercedes point of view, they're very happy with him. They don't really oh. want another Hamilton. No, they don't want the Rosberg in. Yeah, in again. that looked like the most tough, stressful time in Toto's life, <laughs> especially yeah. after having Toto is definitely Toto is definitely giving Valtteri Bottas an A plus. Well, it'll be oh, interesting yeah. to see yeah. how the Gasly um, Max nice, thing goes yeah. next year. So Max Verstappen, uh, A plus almost. Yeah, it's yeah a pass. he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, he won those cup. What did he won? Three races this year. Three, yeah, three, two, two, two in a row, and another one. Yeah, so that's yeah. He won Austria and then he won two in a row. Yeah, yep. no, absolutely great effort from him and the team to have that car yeah. by the end of the season. Seeing like yeah, he was doing a good job. Like Kimmy, consistent. Podium. Kimmy, Kimmy got a pass. He got a race. Kimmy got a win, man. He got a win. That's a he got a win. He was consistently always on the podium. <laughs> I would say, yeah, B-plus for me, for Kimi, A-minus. We got third in the championship. So. Yeah, he's yeah. done pretty well. Would you give, now, Sebastian Vettel, would you give him a fail? No. Yes. I, I actually would, yeah, because, because he, he lost the championship himself. I, I've been fighting with you for this the whole oh, no. time. One, one thing I will say, he and Ferrari's strategy lost him that championship. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, he was. He made, I can call of one mistake where he made... A driver error with the the sliding off the track, mm-hmm. and then the, there was a lot of other high pressure situations where there was little mistakes, but the team had put him in those situations. I.e., with bad strategy calls, he was having to make three fields, uh, not getting the setup right when they went backwards on their aero setup for like three or four meetings, and then he had to make up a chunk of points. I think there's a lot of things that people aren't really taking into account. They go. Sebastian, you you lost the championship. I'm going, mm, I'd put this as a team effort. Yeah. And I guess 
that too, there's a bit of infighting happening within Ferrari between Arriva Bene and the people below him. At the they moment. did lose their CEO. Yes, yeah, so they, they obviously um, that would have shaken it up a little bit because Arriva Bene was nearly made the Ferrari CEO of um, Fiat. Mm. So, um, but they ended up with, strangely enough, someone that uh, used to be the CEO of the cigarette company that maybe is now sponsoring him again oh, somehow. God, we didn't touch on that, did we? <laughs> This strange company, Mission Win Now, you told Mission about. Win Now. So it might have come out before. I don't know. It's been on the cars for a while. It's it the, the last few rounds, at least. The, the white stripes, the, pretty the, much. The, the rear wing. The, the rear, rear wing. wing. It's on all their clothes and stuff now. It's Mission Wing Now, which is Philip Morris International. For you guys who don't know who Philip Morris International is, they're Malbro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's very strange. When you. Google Mission Win Now, and their little mission statement is, I honestly thought Mission Win Now was a Ferrari saying, this is our time to do it now. Yeah. And it's and it seemed that way, because the advertisement means nothing to no one, but we decided to Google it yesterday and found out some things. Yeah. It's fairness, strangely... they're not really hiding it, but they're not really telling us what it is either. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm like, oh, it's a charity, is it? Yeah. Yeah, what are they doing? Are they supporting people with lung cancer? Or are they helping people quit? No. Nope. So, oh, here they are. Going on to the Mission Win Now website, our vision is a better future. We at Philip Morris International are transforming and learning from our past in order to build a better future for the 1.1 billion who smoke and those around him. This is our vision. We are relentlessly exploring and researching every option to focus on. Focus only on the solution that will drive radical change. Like our partner, Scuderia Ferrari, we take the best and refine it and make it better. This is winning now. This isn't a, this isn't a product or a brand. This is about passion and a mission and consistently improving and evolving. We want to share this journey with you. The only other thing on their website is the Mission Win Now logo and Mission Win Now title partner, Scuderia Ferrari. <laughs> All I can say is, this what? is money laundering 101. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, we just want to give Ferrari money still, but we're not allowed to say we did. Because when I first saw it on the Ferrari cars, I'm like, that is very similar to the placing and the, you know, it looks Shapes like. The... Remember they had that barcode logo? Yeah. That was yeah. another Philip Morris yeah, thing that yeah. was designed to look like the Marlboro logo on the side of it. Yeah. Yeah, they're being a bit tricky here. I'm surprised it was allowed through, but obviously they've it's ticked the right boxes. Smokes yeah, somehow. A better future for smokers. So stopping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was pretty funny. They're just curing cancer worldwide. All right, and everyone, <laughs> give them a break. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton pass or fail? Uh, yeah, pass. maybe maybe pass. Yeah. No, he, a little he, bit pass. Little he, bit. he only got 408 points. Yeah, he first driver to hit 400 points. First driver to hit 3,000 points. Also more races than ever. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got to give him a, an absolutely A++ nah, because he didn't plus. drop the ball. I don't remember if he did once this season. No, nah, and he had to race for it this year. He had competitors that were right yep. there with him. We'll go over the supercars. Super supercars. So Tim Blanchard. Uh, starts oh, off no. with Todd. Todd Hazelwood. Well, actually, Richie, <laughs> Stephen Richards is only 600 points away from Todd. And he only did three races. Yeah. Oh, uh, he did pretty well. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, Todd, Toddy, uh, I would say a bit of a fail from yeah. him in the team. There was yeah, a big learning curve. Yeah, I don't think it's switching the cars, switching the cars, and then end up in an old car that hasn't seen updates. Yeah, they, they were chasing themselves. 
I don't think it's necessarily Todd's fault. Um, I think Definitely next not. year will be a much stronger year from him and like the team. Like you said, um, what you said to us the other day when you were on the grid with him and Darwin, he said, you're like, oh, how, is it, how do you reckon the race is going? He goes like, do you want to drive it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely not Todd's fault. Um, it's just old machinery. Maybe the team weren't 100% ready to be where they are. Yeah, so look, fail this year, but learning yeah, curve. Let's see, next year. Next year's going to be the real judge. He's going to have a brand new car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think next year is where you got to judge Toddy and the team. Richard yep. Stanaway? Uh, fail for me fail. as well. Yep. I'd have to give him a fail. Unfortunately, you know... Starley, I think all three of us were saying it. We was hoping to see him in top tens. Not frequently, but at least no, a few times. No, but I thought he would get there more than the once. Well, I yeah. thought he was going to be the first to get a podium. I thought it was... This is how far off I was. I thought it was going to be between him and Todd yeah. to get a podium Yeah, first. Um, didn't happen. Tim Blanchard, who also has retired. This is his last round. Where was his lap? Yeah, his lap. His lap was. Where's where's the parade lap for Blanchard? And him walked out. Yeah, I like how it wasn't actually too far up pit lane of Lowndes walking up pit lane, shaking everyone's hands, and he's shaking someone else's retiring's hand. Sorry. Where was where was Todd Kelly's like parade from just last year? Yeah, well, it turns out a lot of people have to like you to get that lap. Yeah, cost of people standing through that lap. That was amazing to see. Yeah, Tim Blanchard fail. Simone Silvestro. Fail. Yep. She, you know what? She didn't do anything great in Newcastle this year. Yeah, and she set it on fire last year. Yeah. Uh, James Golding. Fail. Fail for me. Holsworth. Fail. Uh, <laughs> when you take into account this weekend, semi, semi-tolerable yeah, yeah. demise. Failed the, <laughs> first, failed the first 29 races. Yeah. <laughs> Race 30 and 31 did all right. Yeah. Anton. Uh, definite pass for me. That's a pass. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 100%. Yep. Performance at Bathurst, um, well, just in qualifying. Yeah. Made two top 10 shootouts. Yeah. He, he surprised me, to be honest. I did not expect to see him where he is. Yeah. LeBrock, who I believe was the highest finishing rookie. Yeah, LeBrock up in 19th. Well, you've got to have to get the pass. pass for that. Well, I think, a, yeah, definite pass. The team uh, obviously worked well with him and he didn't have someone else to go over i'm sure they've got triple eight engineering data but no one to sit down with him and then work really it out explain what's going like on. anton's got davy to help him and car setups to bounce and stuff like that so i think exactly that was definitely right. yeah. good effort by them michael caruso um mediocre i'm not not impressed with this year to be honest because he had a couple of really I, good moments and then it wasn't great it, but it's a it's bit of a fail. fail yeah yeah andre heingardner i think that's a I pass i think that's a pass yeah yeah he done first well. year in the nissan's yeah, after his first time out in the supercars way back, you know, the super black days, come back, he's done much better this time around. Well, he made top 10 shootout in his first round. Yeah, the um, the time away, learning a bit more racecraft and that in the Porsches has really helped him out. Yeah, I agree. I think it's been good for him and I think it's, uh, hopefully is, he can hold onto the seat, to be honest. Yeah, this is more his yeah. right time. It, yeah, I think it was a good opportunity last time, so he took it. <laughs> Waters, finishing in 16th. <sighs> Bit of a fail. Bit of, yeah, yeah, I think honest, a bit of a fail. He hasn't really impressed me, and I, mm. I don't mind him, but he hasn't really impressed me this year. Will Davison, I'm going to give a pass. I'll I, give him a pass. I think him and the team, yeah, a pass. Yeah, I considering think. what they were born from. 
Well, they, so many meetings, they actually did better than their factory. Well, factory. I, I, I think even Tickford. it was Townsville, they were joking around. Oh, we'll go down and give yeah, them a yeah, setup they, if they want it. They did. Yeah. He's like, hey, if they want to come here and find out our setup, they're more than welcome to walk all the way down here. Yeah. <laughs> all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> well, Milwaukee Racing will move up, obviously, Quite because they're going to go yeah. with um, yeah, well, Tickford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we but didn't hey, know about that. Way, they would have moved up in the grid. Um, James Courtney finishing in 14th. I think it's a bit of a fail. Yeah, they looked so promising at the start of the year, but the team really um, didn't get it together. Considering where you go, Scott Pye was in 7th. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it was a bit of a letdown. Garth Tander. Yeah, pass. I reckon he's done well with that team to move it forward a little bit. I think they've been struggling. (laughs) I don't want to say it, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he did. He did. did. I'm not a Garth fan, but he has done well with that car this year. Well, you look at where he's finished in the championship 13th, and if you had said to Garth at the start of the year, you can qualify in 13th all year, he would have said, no, I won't. Yeah. So he's definitely, and he he hasn't qualified there. He's he's raced there. He's moved forward. Mm. Mark Winterbottom. Unfortunately, I'm going to say a fail. This is his worst year year in the main game. He's never finished outside of the top 10. Yeah, I, I've got to give him a fail too, but I've also got to put a lot of that in Tim Edwards' head. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. Um, it, it's not entirely Frosty's fault. When I don't think he's a lost his tolerable car. Yeah, he, he was actually he wasn't too bad. Well, Jeez. the interesting thing after um, I the think it was in New Zealand that Wing Cup went down and said to him, "You've done the right thing here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah. And Frosty came out and said that he's looking forward to driving one of their machines. He's like, I've been trying to beat these guys for years, and now I get a chance to drive what they've got. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the talk of Phil Keed being hired, apparently, mm. potentially for Charlie Swerkot's team. It. I think Charlie needed to work out. He needed to spend some money. Yeah, yeah. and he's if... buying a brand new car, getting new race engineer, and getting a good driver. He's yeah. doing all the right things to, to set himself up to be a lot well, better performer. Do you reckon that he's looked down at what 23 Red have done? Yeah. Quick yeah. quick cash injection and look how far that, that team come from the worst car on the grid last year to... Yeah, exactly. Yep. Pretty good at some meetings. He mm. was nearly on the podium, I think, in, in my, a couple. My only thing with um, Mark going there is he does. Charlie has had a bit of a rep of not being the most up-to-date with his cars. He's been shocker, hasn't he? He yeah. did this with Lee too. He brought the up-to-date car when Lee first went there. And then hasn't updated it. And then hasn't updated So even Lee's this car for this weekend is still a VF Commodore Spec one. <laughs> with all the ZB. panels on it. And it's the only one in the field. Yeah. yeah. Next year it's a new one. Yeah, next year it'll be a new one. So it'll be interesting to see that. Tim Slade finishing 11th. Slady, I think that's not too that's, bad from that's him. A, that's an average. Yeah, that's an okay. That's yeah, a pass. That's a, okay. Yeah. Not great, but Nick still... Perkat, we'll let it slide through this year. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick Perkat, same same result. BJR, you always expect to be, you know, towards the it's 10. Sort of high end of the mid-pack almost. <laughs> I I think Nick Perkat's done a, a um, better than average job, I guess. S- something yeah. that I've actually just remembered, like... With Chris Pither winning the Super 2 Championship, that's Gary Rogers' first supercar championship in any form. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, that is a pretty cool But it's cool hard one. to think that he's been racing for so long, has such a big following, but never won a championship. Didn't Scotty McLaughlin win for Gary Rogers in Super 2? I think he won races. I don't know if he won the championship. No, he won he the did championship. win the championship. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, why did they say that on the radio, on the TV? Yeah, I I'm swear that was for Gary Rogers Motorsport because that's when he went down there and got him. Well, yeah, that's when he. Yeah. That's when he filled in for. What bullshit? What 
Sorry, I can't believe I lied to you, but I don't. I just remembered that. I only just remembered that. We talked about this yesterday. I'm like, how good is this? Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. just it just came to my head then. I'm like, that's where he was driving for. Lies, lies, and You might have to check it. Maybe he was driving for another team. It was Fujitsu. Yeah, it could just be he. Was, I don't know. But they were sponsored by Fujitsu at the time as well. I'm yeah. pretty sure he was driving for Gary. Yeah. yeah. When he, he won in straight, Sydney, and he went straight into him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Fabian Coulthard. Uh, fail. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fail for me too, and probably just for not needs even... to step it up next year. I think otherwise there'll be some hands going up from some of these younger drivers that can probably jump in and. Chaz, and, I'm yeah. sure they're already talking. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon if Fabian has another year like this and Chaz is off contract, there's that Penske be, money will come knocking. There's going to be a line out the Penske door of dudes knocking. Hey. <laughs> yeah, completely, and and so it's, even, he's done it to himself. Even not from a personal result for him, he wasn't even there enough to help Scotty when he needed it. No, he yeah, didn't the, take enough points off any of the Red Bull guys or the Triple Eight guys. Didn't, did not help. I, I agree. When easy. when their car was strong at a track, he wasn't up there with Scotty. Yeah, it, it, that's why his results this weekend and even in New Zealand are somewhat surprising. Yeah, because they sort of come out of the blue. Um, Rick Kelly, I'd have to say, pass. I'll give yeah, him, I'll give him a solid pass. Yeah, B plus. That is the best result that the Nissans have done. Honestly, this year has turned me around on the Kellys. I was never a huge fan, but what they've done with that team and where they put those cars now—it's a shame, isn't it? That Nissan's you know, next their... year they're not going to put yeah. the development in. Yeah, they're not so gonna... next year maybe not so much, but hopefully they chase down a new manufacturer or something with a few rumors kicking about. But... Yeah, with that whole Kia Stinger rumor going around. So um, apparently there was some Kia executives at the track on the weekend and in, in, uh, some talks for in a couple of years' time coming to the series. So that would be good to yeah, help just them. run the Nissans in the interim while they sort of get that ready to go. Yeah. Um, Scott Pye, pass. Give him pass. I give him pass considering where Walkinshaw was last year. I think it's <laughs> yeah. I think no. I think that's a an excellent effort from Pike because if you had a said who's the number one driver in that team, you'd definitely say hey, Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. So I think that's a, a really good job by him and the and his engineer. Mostert. Uh, pass. pass. Yeah, I think he well he's done the Pick best up. out of all of the Tickford drivers, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a long way up from the, him their most experienced driver too. Yeah, he's. Like... Yeah, he was six point six positions ahead. Yeah. So he's literally half another half up the field from Scott, uh, from uh, Winterbottom. So Winterbottom come home in 12th position, he's in 6th. So mm. that's a really, really good effort. Yeah, and Chaz doing so well sort of... It makes it hard for Stanaway to make excuses of doing absolutely We got the race win the as well. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Davy Reynolds? I've first got... of the privateers? Pass, no. pass, pass, pass. Yeah, pass. pass. That's the <laughs> highest finishing result for Erebus too. They've done an outstanding job they've had they've turned that team 100% around yep and David this year is he, give it another year maybe even next year he's going to be right up there with everyone well else. you think about for the first five meetings David was second or third in the championship yeah yeah, yeah exactly he, they were talking about him being in the fight at the halfway point of this year yeah mm. um, he obviously would have finished a lot better if he had to come home first at Bathurst and we won't go too far into it but it you know, obviously a pretty heartbreaking moment for him and the team, and he's it been working. <laughs> it was hard. It was um, a lot of grown men crying around the country for for Davy mm. and sympathy. Were not mate, cutting onions. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, so yeah. it was it was a yeah one of those moments. Next year but they have to be fighting for a championship. You reckon? I think they want to. I don't know if they're going to fight for number one in the championship. I think they'll be trying. That's where you got to aim. And they're going to they're going to expect win. But yeah. I I I expect them to come home maybe third or second in the championship next year if if it all comes together. 
hopefully first for him, and that would be awesome for for Betty and the crew at uh, Erebus. And this car now is at a point where Dave, it put Davey as good as he was when he was driving the bottle O car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's yeah. not better. I'd say better. And now with <laughs> and with Anton coming on so strong. Yeah, I Anton think, next year, you'd expect him to have to be closer to Davey. I think, yeah, I honestly think he'll be one step behind Davey. Like, he'll be right there. Well, that'll be, himself reckons he's going to be quicker than him one day. Yeah, so um, that'll be interesting. And it might be something that's actually helped Davey this year as well, as having a competitive teammate that can push him. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, he had Dalewood there last year, which, you know, was underwhelming in the, um, in the, in the main game field. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Lounty, pass. Lounty, obviously, well, considering. had a amazing enduro season. Absolutely amazing. And had a pretty good year other than qualifying. Yep. Best qualifying racer of the better. year. I reckon he was the best racer of the year. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely the racer out there. I can understand, you know, sort of getting a bit on in age. He's maybe not got the reflex and stuff. You really need to punch out that one lap when you absolutely need it. I think it's the commitment level is probably a little bit down. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he leaves... A bit more to he leaves two to three percent left on the table, and and with these qualifying laps being so competitive now, it comes down to literally hundredths of a second, and, and he's I not get like picking him up. Like, yeah, mm. it's, it's that fine of a line between making it and not at the moment. Yeah, so, so we definitely say a pass. I'd say an A plus for me. A plus, uh, maybe an A, just because of the qualifying. Yeah, oh. and that Bathurst win too. Yeah, win cup. That's a, it's a pass. He was a really good team player this year, which I think surprised some people. <laughs> Mm. I think no, I think he did really well. I'd give him an A. I think um, it was just a few. Even things. from a team perspective, they still like he didn't win heaps of races, but he was still there. He's just thereabouts. Consistent, consistent, consistent. Mm. And I think there was a few things that you know stopped him from winning the championship with um, certain circumstances that where he got you know in, in crashes or drive-throughs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he would have been right up with Shane at the end of the year. You look midway through the year, it was all neck and neck with all the triple eights. Uh, Davy Reynolds and Scotty at yeah. the front there it was looking like an absolutely crazy year for the championship. So I think you've got to give it to him. He's done a pretty good job. And then once they sort of come down the uh, in the in the sit down with RD saying, you know, you need to play the team line here where you know Shane's the one that looks like he can win the championship. You don't. You, you need to help him. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I get paid either way. Yeah. <laughs> you win, I win. So yeah, yeah. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen? Great year. Amazing. Still good, yeah. It was a good recovery year after last well, year. You yeah. can't blame him for losing the championship. Um, even he though... Right till the end. Yeah. He, even he though, did say, he did come out and said after that penalty, that was hard to take. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that sort of... The I whole think, team sort of took that as a kick in the guts. Yeah, and they weren't... But the card wasn't there on Sunday. But when you look at what that, that penalty did, it put him 52 points behind. It put it in Scotty's hands. So he has to stuff it for us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, considering that even if Shane won on Saturday, Scotty only had to come, six. like, yeah, six. And you're and like, Scotty at one point, really he never pace. looked like yeah. getting lower, like, lower than fourth. It's, it's something exactly. that actually surprised me a lot, but... I honestly thought Scotty was going to win that race, but then Davey came up so quick. Yeah. <laughs> um... Something that surprised me a lot was I've not seen Shane really get too rattled, uh, but he kind of dropped the ball Sunday this this year at, at Supercars. Mm. Compare it to Wing Cup last year, who actually had a had crash a, and yeah, had and problems. A dis- he had like 78-point yeah. yeah. And Wing Cup went out on that Sunday and did everything he could to put the, the ball in Scotty's court. 
Shane didn't do that this year. Mm. Yeah. Shane left it. They did not put enough pressure on Scotty to yeah. actually... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have the you've, you've, you've got to give Scotty the chance to drop it. But at least but either, they didn't. like the way the result happened this year, even if you take out the penalty, yeah, it took Scotty still won. Still won, yeah, yeah, which is cool. Which is cool when you look at it like that because it puts no doubts in anyone. Yeah, you can't say, oh, well, if you didn't get the, do the penalty, then, you know, it would have been it, the other way around. It was so hard too because we were, I think we're all in the same boat. We're like, I didn't want Shane to get the penalty because... I want the I want, the, I want yeah. the Sunday race, and I can agree. Yeah. I can agree with everyone that was there that was going, "Oh, it's bullshit," you know, you know, you know. Or there was a lot of people going, "Yeah, about time Triple Eight gets it." But I, I disagree with that I side of it. I disagree with that thought. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, the people are going, "Oh, they've just taken it away from Shane." Yada yada yada. Mm. I, you know, they did what they had to do. The, the rules are black and white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a real shame. And Scotty Mac. Have to be a pass. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, much better than he did last year. He was so much smarter this year. I don't think he had the raw pace he had last year. Uh, I think no. that the car was not as dominant this year. With the ZB, I think was definitely a faster car. Yeah, ZB had their issues at the start of the year. Like they obviously not in Adelaide. But yeah, that, I think that's more down to well the split. The sp- Being a street track, I think that helped. I think the splitter problem really hurt. Um, the ZBs at the start of the year they were mm. running all sorts of different ride heights to try and stop the splitters from breaking it wasn't until the end yeah. of the year that they stopped that and they could run optimum setups um, but I definitely feel like the ZB had a slight pace advantage over the uh, the DJR car I think the biggest thing that helped Scotty this year was um, his off days were nowhere near as bad yep. as last year's off days his off days were a second he was still making good points yeah, yeah. that's that's what he that's needed what to do so yeah, definitely a pass. Um, what about one thing we haven't capped off there is the DJR. I don't think, and they've now lost that pit position, but they didn't I use, d- it properly. They they didn't use pit box one properly. Well, no, I don't think it's going to hurt him running in the second. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt him too bad. But when you look at what happened at the Gold Coast, where Shane's car got dropped, a mistake was made, and they still couldn't get Fabian uh, out in front of him, that was New Zealand. But yeah, Gold oh, yeah, Coast. No. no, it wasn't. They did it in Gold Coast as well, didn't they? No, Gold they Coast. They sent him into the other car? No, no Gold yeah, no, Coast was Triple uh, right. Eight yeah, yeah. running into other cars. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. did that once themselves, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, you're right. It was New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand where they, anyway, they screwed the, up the, the pit stop. They didn't, they didn't use it properly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's Red Bull's garage again next year, but then Red Bull, uh, Shell, we're going to jump straight into Red Bull's garage. And that's why I'm surprised with... Um, Roland handing back that rec license. Like, he can afford to run a team. He could pick a driver up and just run it. And then he gets that extra garage that they can't block. Yeah, yeah. Because you look at every time Shell came into the pits, they weren't allowed to run through Red Bulls. Yeah, it was pits, only a few but... times this year where I watched Red Bull move their guns and stuff yeah. and allow them go through their pit bay. But yeah. with Lounsey being behind them, the Red Bull cars always had a clear run into the pits. Yeah. And yeah, that's why that's I was true, like, yeah. mm, you know. Well, it's interesting. I think the drivers are good enough to do this, though. I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not a major sticking point, but it is like at the right time, it could really work out. For mm. I almost don't know whether they're going to have one of those um, like Tickford arrangements, but for that second pit bay, because they already helped Techno and supply them with data. And now they're going to have Team 18. I don't know if they're teaming up with Techno to go in the same pit or whether it's going to be 
um, Todd's Todd's car from um, yeah. But Bastogne. I thought the only reason why Techno was up so high is because they had that partnership and Red Bull had that free. Because Red, Red, Red Bull never had a partnership with Techno originally. Well, like they had the, the what exactly what they have now. Yeah, but they didn't have Craig Lowndes in that pit when Craig yeah, yeah, Lowndes yeah. was still in the other pit. But they were still next door. Ah, uh, so it'll be interesting be to interesting. see. We'll see. Um, we've ran quite long, so now forty. Hmm. Well, I do not, a, do not have a, the time to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> There is a, there was so a lot we'll to go over. Up. Yeah, there was a lot to go over. So that's that's unforeseeable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the end of the season. Isn't yeah. It? So. Um, anyway, we'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for joining us this season. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, JD, for being on the show. Thank oh, you for having uh, us. For helping yeah. it out. Thanks for having us, man. Um, we'll be back next season. We'll try and look at doing something uh, during the off season so we won't be completely radio silent well yeah and we're uh, michael and i actually we haven't talked about it in the show but we're going to be going to the bathurst 12 hour and helping out a team as a bit of pit crewing so that'll be cool as well we'll probably do something about that we'll have an episode after that we just yeah didn't really want to just put that out there while everything was still in the negotiation periods but yes that will be happening um and we'll bring you a little behind the scenes show i guess yeah um, but yeah, like I said, thank you very much for joining us for this season. Um, appreciate everyone that's come along for the little ride. Um, well done to Scotty. Well done to Lewis. You guys did a fantastic year. Um, as well as Chris Piffer for his championship. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. Look forward to doing this all again next year. Too easy. So we'll catch you guys again later. Have a safe Christmas if we don't talk to you before then. Yep. All right. See, See ya. See ya. Bye.